With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Phillips Levin of the 1012 podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I. Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Yes, we are back after a two-week paternity pause on the show. That's what happens when your wife gives birth to a 9.6-pound bundle of joy. Little Emmy is here, uh, and after two weeks of parenting both she and an 18-month-old, the show is back as I try and return to some semblance of normal for myself, which is a statement I'm tired of saying this year. I think we all are. Not a normal pod today. No Jamie. Uh, no Andy. They'll be back next Monday. Today I have something special cooked up. Um, I have talked to a number of people, 10 in particular, former players, parents of players, uh, coaches, and those who cover sports, all connected to the Big 12 in some way, and, and got some parenting advice and parenting stories and just conversations about parenting from all of them. Some of you may think this is neat. Some of you, I think, will like this. I think everyone will find something enjoyable in this episode. It's a little bit different. I understand. 
This is like uh, when a, when the lead singer of a band has a kid, uh, and so immediately there's a song about the child. This is basically that version of me. This is a podcast's version of that, doing an episode. It's a little bit personal, but really just getting great stories uh, for other people. And before we get to that, a few just minor things to, to deal with. I say deal with. To get out. First, you should be following us on Instagram. It's 1012pod. T-E-N-1-2-P-O-D. Forget the fact that we're doing exclusive content on there. I'm having interviews with people from the show that are only available on there. Uh, you can find how we, and by we, I mean the pod, and by the pod, I mean myself, voted in both the Big 12 preseason offense, defense, and preseason poll. Yes, our votes were included in the Big 12 one that was released. If you want to see how I voted, you're going to have to go to the Instagram account. We've got that posted there. But another thing is, we would really like if you would follow the account. And if you do, by this Wednesday... One of our followers is going to get a free issue of Athlon Sports College Football 2020 Season Preview Magazine. It's a big old thing. It covers all 130 teams in the FBS. Really good stuff. I have been reading through it during my pen- my paternity leave. It's really, really good. Shout out to Steven Lassen of Athlon Sports. He got us a few copies. I want to get a copy to one of you. Um, I've got another one that I'm going to give away at some point next week. I haven't decided how we're going to do that yet, but I want an issue. I want to give to somebody for free. All you got to do is follow our Instagram account. Whether you are already following or going to start following now, you could win. Plus, again, really good exclusive content on there if you just like sports. Everyone's on Instagram. That's fine. But if you are, give us a follow. 1012pod, ten one two. P-O-D. Give us a follow on Twitter, of course. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N-1-2, word podcast. Leave us a rating and review if you don't mind. Look, I, I want to keep doing the show. Just need some help getting the word out about it some more. So if you are a fan of the show, and I know I have fans of this show. I have people who reach out to us on, on Twitter all the time, comment, like. Um, I appreciate all of you. Every single one of you. I really, really do. I enjoy the conversation. So if you enjoy uh, talking sports or just want to talk with us about stuff, give us a follow on Twitter and, and shoot us a message. You can shoot us a DM. Our DMs are open. Uh, and leave us a, a rating and review. We've got a couple of new reviews that were written for the pod on iTunes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to both of those. We've got one from Joe Sports One. This is the official podcast of Big 12 sports fans everywhere. Nobody covers the conference like this podcast. If you call yourself a Big 12 fan, then you've got to subscribe to the show. Five stars. Thank you, Joe Sports. I also hate Pitt gave us five stars. It says, excellent podcast. Really well done. Listen here if you want to stay informed on the Big 12. I appreciate you guys. You are awesome. Those are the two new reviews we got this month. We're up to 35 ratings. Thank you very much. Like the more reviews and the more ratings, the more people can find this show. So if you're a fan of it, we ask that you do it. If it, I understand if you're not on iTunes, that's not how you how you get your podcast. No worries. You can find the show everywhere. However you get a podcast, you can find our show. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoy this one. We'll be back to more sports-specific conversation on Thursday. Um, but let's go ahead and get this uh, get this going. So where this whole idea came from, we had Blaze Bryant on the show probably a month or so back, former Iowa State running back, Iowa State legend. Um, Great conversation, great time. Loved talking with him. If you're an Iowa State fan or not, it doesn't matter. If you like college football, if you like talking about college football, listening to stories, uh, interesting people talk, 
Um, I did my thing. I stayed back and, and let him carry everything. And he was fantastic. It's worth the listen. Go check it out. But one of the last questions that I asked him was just a piece of a parenting advice. This guy who's got uh, multiple kids, a couple of daughters, various age ranges, you know, for a guy who was about to, at that time, have his second kid. Uh, I just wanted a piece of parenting advice from someone who had been doing it for so long. All right. So I am curious as, 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 a, as a sage father who has been doing this for a while, what's uh, one, one good piece of advice for me or for any other, any other new or young dad out there? Um, keep the door open. I mean, you can never talk enough and don't ever be afraid of the conversation. You know, to me, just keep the door open, the lines of communication open. Um, whether you agree with it or not, as long as they're telling it to you. <laughs> whether, I'd, you'd rather them tell it to you, whether you want to hear it or not. You know, you'd rather them tell it to you than you can, you know, digest it, you know, and and, and then regurgitate it. But, but um, you know, a kid's going to be a kid. You know, he was going to do what he was going to do. And, and, you know, they always think that they're going to invent the wheel. They always think they're the first ones to do everything, you know. And we're just some old bastards that don't know what the hell's going on, you know. And I think, you know, you keep talking and, you know, kind of playing tricks on them. Um, they start thinking that, you know, you're psychic or something, you know. But, you know, with girls, you can't. You know, you can't intimidate them like a boy. So you definitely got to be a little more crafty and smarter. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's the main thing is just you can never talk too much. And if they get, you know, 35, 40% of it, you're all right. But, I mean, they're still going to be a kid. So they're still going to, you know, think they know it all because, you know, once they get around, you know, fifth, sixth grade, they think that they got it. <laughs> but that's just, that's just a kid being a kid. <laughs> so that little bit led me to my idea of why not do an entire episode featuring pieces of parenting advice from people in and around sports, specifically in and around the Big 12, because those are the people I, I know and, and have the most access to and have built the reputations with and, and, and rapport with. Um, and... And one of the first people I reached out to was Gerald Goodridge, my good friend from Burn Orange Nation and Longhorn Pod. And I, and I feel like his piece of advice here is, is one of the best ones to kind of really start this thing off with, because it's important to know throughout all of this that some of this advice is going to apply to you. Some of this advice might not apply to you. Some of, none of this advice might ever apply to you. Um, but it's still always nice to just hear things from from other people and other people's perspective. Parenting advice is this weird thing because the hard part about it is that every kid is different. And so I guess that's my my best parenting advice I could give is just like give yourself grace because every kid is different. Every kid's needs are different. Every kid that has ever walked the face of this planet has been different. And so like if the advice your parents give you or your aunts and uncles or the people from church or the blogs or the podcasts or the books or whatever, or the Facebook posts, if it doesn't work for you, that's okay because every kid is different and your kid is different and your kid's needs are different. And so whatever works for you works for you. And so if you're 
a family that has to do screen time, then do screen time. If you're a family that has to do timers and bribes or whatever, like if your kid is developing, if your kid is uh, growing into a more functioning version of themselves every day, that's okay. Like whatever works, like do it because kids are resilient and every kid is different. And so if you have to learn and you're growing and, and that's okay, like that's part of it. Every every kid is different. Even multiple kids and families are different. So whatever, whatever advice you give if it doesn't work whatever advice you receive if it doesn't work that's okay like give yourself some grace you're learning as they're learning and kids are way more resilient than we give them credit for we expect ourselves to be perfect parents and there's no such thing and so your job as a parent is simply try to figure out how to keep your kids safe and healthy and whatever works for you works for you honestly i love gerald's advice it's very true every kid is different and honestly i've Tried to stop myself from offering unsolicited parenting advice um, as of lately, this podcast aside, because you just never know. Like, it's nice to offer things that seem kind of general, but you never know. And, and, and Gerald's not the only one that we talked to who, who had something similar to say. Had the very, very good pleasure of talking with TCU women's head basketball coach, Reagan Peebley. Uh, and her her piece of advice kind of starts off a very similar way as Gerald's does, which is, Every kid is different, so it's hard to offer perfect parenting advice to anyone. Okay, well, you know, Philip, I think first and foremost, um, I think you know, you learn really quickly being a parent to be careful giving advice <laughs> because every uh, every situation is different, every parent's different, and for sure, every kid is different. And uh, we have three in our house, and I can tell you. Um, what worked for one is most likely not going to work for the next. But, uh, you know, I, I was given, um, I think, a, a great piece of advice from um, somebody who uh, has, you know, been through a lot. So Stu Morrill is a legendary men's basketball coach. He was at Utah State, and I was a head women's coach at Utah State. And Stu and his wife um, – their own children, but also um, helped raise seriously hundreds of kids. They brought in, they were foster parents, and they would have uh, foster kids sometimes for a few hours while they were waiting for a more permanent situation, and they'd also have them for, you know, a few years, depending um, on the kid's situation. And when I was getting ready to have our first child, um, Stu, Sue's wife had shared a story with me that has just always resonated, and uh, I've tried to remember it. And she said um, when they had a a little baby at a time, they were fostering a little baby, and I remember his name. His name was Lincoln. And um, when you foster, you as parents are the only ones that can watch that kid, can be with that kid. You can't go get a babysitter. And she had to go run an errand. Lincoln was asleep, so Stu was home and um, supposed to take care of him. And she said, uh, apparently, Stu got a call from an assistant saying, hey, you know, big-time recruit, 10 minutes from campus, I need you to come up here. So Stu's like, I can figure this out. And he put the put the baby in uh, the car seat. He was asleep. He stayed asleep. He went up brought the baby into the office in the car seat. He still was asleep, handled the recruit, and baby's still asleep, goes home, and uh, takes the baby 
out of the car, or not out of the car seat, but out of the car, and he's still asleep, so he just leaves him in the car seat there next to him uh, while he's watching TV, and his wife, Vicky came home and uh, says that um, <laughs> she looks at the baby and realizes the baby's buckled into the car seat upside down, and <laughs> she she knew really quickly, like, how is this even possible um, that this baby not only got buckled in here, but stayed asleep the whole time. But she's like, Reagan, I didn't say a single thing to him about it. I didn't crack a joke. I didn't criticize because I knew that he took care of it. Everything was okay. And if I'm going to criticize, he's going to say, well, Hey, I'm not doing it anymore. So be careful about where you, uh, where you correct your spouse on uh, when you're, when they're taking care of the child. So that would be one one piece of advice I'd give is like let you need to just do it in the most genuine way. Love your child and let your uh, let your spouse and partner do it their way as well. And uh, be careful before you criticize or give too much advice. Um, and I, I really think also um, is just love every stage. It's really easy to say, oh, I love it when they're toddlers, or I, I can't wait until they they get old enough to walk, or I can't wait till they go to school, or I can't wait until they can drive. And um, all those stages come around fast enough. My son just turned 17 yesterday, and I'm just blown away because I, I just love this stage. But man, um, every single one of those other stages, they go so fast and embrace the amazingness of each one of those those little moments you know you're so right i i found myself early on you know as a dad i was so excited for the things that they were gonna that she was gonna do and then i had to like stop myself and be like no no like like enjoy these things these little things that she does when she's doing them you know you've got to live in the moment as much as possible because now my oldest is 18 months and there's things she doesn't do anymore. I'm like, oh, I f I f why did she not do that? And oh, I missed that. That was so much fun. And that was great. And it just, it goes so quickly and you've, you've just got to live in every moment. It goes so fast and they'll just continue to amaze you. You know, I mean, they're, they're going to have moments where of course, like, you know, they disappoint you or you scratch your head and you're like, what are you thinking? What were you thinking? But more times than not, they, you just sit back and they just amaze you. And, um, you know, being a, being a parent is truly, uh, my most favorite thing. And I'll get the question a lot of like, how do you balance being a, a parent and a coach? And I tell them, you know, for me, it's it's not a, a okay I'm the parent right now and you know at, from eight to five I'm a coach I am those two things all the time and it, it's a constant fluidity of um, roles and a constant fluidity of passions um, you know I, I I parent like I coach and I coach like I parent and um, I love my players. And, you know, try and embrace every moment with them and hold them accountable um, the best I can to be in their best selves and try and teach and unconditionally love them the same way that I love my children in my house um, and vice versa. I love the story that Coach Peebley shared with us. And it, it 
brings up the idea of, you know, we talk about parenting advice is, is parenting all the time. I think we often ignore the change that it has and the impact that it has and the things you have to focus on as far as a husband and wife for those uh, who are together as a couple when they have a kid. Uh, and it's such a big thing. And it leads me to the next individual, Ari Timken, which huge shout out to Ari. Um, he was a huge, huge help in putting this all together and lining up guests. Um, really appreciate that he listens to the show. Big fan of his. You can hear him on Sirius XM College doing the Big 12 uh, radio show. Also, he's got a podcast. And Ari, I'm so sorry that I finally just started listening to it, but it's it's really good as well. Uh, it's Sports Steak and Bourbon. I think I got that right. Anyways, Ari's got some great advice. Two pieces of advice. Uh, I'm fine with two. One is good. Two is better. Uh, and one of them involves um, relationships and parenting. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to break the rules a little bit here. And I have, I have two pieces of advice. Uh, and maybe it's really one piece of advice and then one thing I've learned or perhaps an anecdote. Uh, but stay with me because the piece of advice that I have is this too shall pass. And it's a very important quote to have in the back of your mind when you're parenting because it's really easy to get caught up in the moment in what's happening, especially when it comes to some of the negatives of being a parent, whether it be, you know, a newborn crying at four o'clock in the morning when you've already been up feeding them for multiple hours and they won't stop or whether it be, you know, biting kids at school or like whatever the experience you're going through with your kid, especially when they're a lot younger, but as they get older, is this too shall pass. Everything changes and passes. And it's funny because a lot of the things that you think will be imprinted in your mind forever that you'll never forget, you end up forgetting anyways. The other thing that I wanted to mention was, and I don't know if this is advice so much as it is something that I've noticed. And that is, so when you get married, there are a ton of cliches and none of them are true. And the, the difference between the cliches and the advice that you get with, with marriage and parenting are so different because marriage advice, none of it is true. None of, none of the, the cliches about marriage are true, and all every single one of the ones about parenting are true. So let me give you an example of this. Uh, when you get married, they say, happy wife, happy life. What? No? Uh, sorry. No, how about happy wife, happy husband, happy life? Because I'm not going to be happy if only she's happy. Uh, another one is, oh, don't go to bed angry at each other. Don't go to bed mad at each other. Yeah, that's like something that happens the first couple of years of marriage. And then after that, you get to a fight and it goes into the night and you're like, this is, I'm too upset. I'm I, like, this is not going to get fixed. And yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. Don't go to bed angry. Sure. Okay. Good luck. That's going to happen all the time. Like, welcome to the real world. Like every single piece of marriage advice is wrong. But when it comes to parenting advice, every single piece of those cliches are true. 100% true. Every single one of them. Like, um, you know, the, the the days are long, but the weeks are short. That that one's so true, and I hate hearing it because it's such a cliche, but it's so true. Um, you know, just every one about parenting is true, and every one about marriage is untrue. So just remember that because you may be like me and think the advice and cliches that you heard about marriage aren't true, so they won't be true with having kids, and that, that's, they're 180 degrees away from each other in terms of truth. Ari and I talked a bit after we finished recording, and yeah, the marriage cliches are cliches. They're 
like old wives tales with things but the parenting ones the cliches there's a lot of them that are really accurate and you just kind of realize one day that they are it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy i want to go back to something that uh, the coach peebly mentioned um you know if that she and i talked about it flies by so fast and paying attention to every single moment and, and that's something that another coach that we have here uh echoed uh that'd be coach um jody steyer aka Jamie's mom, uh, who is a, the assistant basketball coach for the Iowa State women's basketball team. Coach Steyer honored us with the, with a, a few minutes of her time as well. And, and I thought her her points on on living in the moment as a parent are so good. And honestly, the one thing I hope every parent and, and, and future parent takes to heart. Uh, I, I wish I could give you the perfect parental advice and all I'll say is enjoy every single second because it flies by and everybody's going to say that and you're not going to think that in the early ages, um, but it's true, the happy times, the sad times, the, the good times, the bad times, um, uh, just just cherish every every waking moment that you get to spend with your kids it's so fun to watch them grow up and and all of all of the experiences you go through with them to to watch them um, grow into the person they are i'm I'm talking from experience because my little baby girl is getting married next summer um and it just seems like it's been a whirlwind so uh just allow them to enjoy watching their personalities grow allow them to be the people they want to be um, they're not always your clones i i thought i was she she shared jamie shared my love of basketball and then went into theater that i don't know anything about um, but some of my proudest moments were watching her on the stage so uh, you never know what you're going to get as they go older but sometimes uh, they teach you as well so um, just best of luck and enjoy the journey um, because it's it's a fun one and something that I'll cherish forever. And I hope and I know you will too. Love that from Coach Steyer. Next up is Russ Stang, former Kansas State lineman. Been on the show before. Love talking with him. We're going to get him on the show again here soon. Um, and, and his piece of advice, I think, is a great one. And it goes back to the relationship between the two parents, or whoever the parents are, whoever is raising the child, and the importance of figuring out what's right for you. Every kid's different. Every relationship's different. Every household is different. Uh, a, a thing we repeat a lot through this, that every everyone is different. Every kid's different. It's all different situations. Figure out what works for you. We can give you all the advice in the world, um, but you've got to figure out what works best for you and your partner or, or whoever the individuals are that are raising these kids. So my wife and I, we early on when we, learned our we we're trying to figure out our parenting styles after we had our, our first child trevor we really wanted to make sure that we were extenuating each we were extenuating each other so uh, we decided we came up with things that we would be good at and we related to songs so it's vocals and and tempo vocals and tempos or lyric and tempo so what we decided to do was we divvied up jobs um my wife's job in helping with the children Um, Her specialty was making sure they're good people, which covered, you know, religion and making sure, you know, being a good person. Yes, please. Thank you. All the things that encompass that and academics. Uh, My wife has a degree from biology and TCU. So academically, she was much stronger. So we decided that would be her role 
her roles and my roles would be sports and discipline. And ours revolved around one common theme uh, was our master overall theme, kind of like our corporate, you know, our, our mantra, our slogan, our tenant was effort in everything you do because effort is king. Um, effort, it takes effort to get along with your parents. It takes effort to get along with your kids. It takes effort at work. It takes effort to be a good student. It takes effort to be a good brother, a good sister, a good father, a good mother, and a good husband and a good wife. So we found dividing and conquering, but maintaining our lanes, if you will, and giving each one of us a chance to do the lyrics and the other one do the tempo. And then the other one comes back and it's their time to do the lyrics and I keep the tempo. So that's the best thing I can take from you. Um, you know, or take give to you is that that'd be my advice for parenting, whether you're a first time parent or you've been a parent of a 20 year old or however old your kids are. So it's always nice to share the advice we learn from, from others. Coach Peebly kind of did that with, with her story. And our next guest, Coach Ryan McGuire, who's the head women's volleyball coach for the University of Baylor, has done a similar thing. He, he shares a piece of advice that is the best piece of advice he says he's ever received. And I think it was a really good one. Um, it's one I try and, and, and make sure more than ever that I do with my two girls. Um, and then I'll just say he shares a, a fantastic story um, about his coaching career that I think you really, it's, it's a good one. It's a, it's a really good one. I think you're going to like it. Well, I think for me, when it comes to parenting, you know, in my life, it's, I've always tried to prioritize it, God, family, career. And, you know, some of the best advice I, I, I received from a successful businessman and donor to a program that school is working at. And I really believe it. And, that uh, our children will do what they see us do. So my hope is is that uh, as a coach, I also involve my family whenever I can. And I know it's really easy to um, compartmentalize it and isolate uh, our family from it and, and kind of have these two separate lives. But, um, you know, I never want my children feeling like I, I love my athletes more than I love them. So whenever we can do things together, we do that. Uh, you know, for me, my relationship with the Lord is very intertwined in coaching philosophy. And I think across the country, you, you have everyone speaks of family, right? The athletes are a, are a family and come to the family atmosphere. Uh, it's important for us as coaches to be able to uh, live that out in our own family life. So, uh, but my children have joined me on team trips. Uh, Brazil, I've coached in Brazil. Uh, I've had my kids come with me to Ireland and Scotland to uh, Costa Rica uh, with my wife and uh, Belize, Dominican Republic. So I think whenever um, they can travel with us, to me, that's important. Uh, John Wooden, I take it to heart, said the best way to love our children is to love their mother. Uh, for me as a male coach or I, for the great female coaches out there to love their father. So uh, I know for me to be effective in, in loving my three children, uh, I need to do a good job loving their mom, and and you know it's it's a battle in, in coaching because of all the travel to uh, keep these relationships healthy. And uh, but I just know if I'm going to be a good father, I, I got to be uh, be mindful also of of the marriage part of it as, as well. That's a that's a great piece of advice, and I, and I I love that you get the opportunity to take your kids with you and 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 bring them along with the team, and that's such a unique and fun experience for them as well. I I mean, I getting to go with with dad to all these cool places, and and not just that, just being around dad at work and and around the players and stuff. That's just got to be a great opportunity for them. 
Uh, they they really enjoy it, you know, man, to be on that charter flight or to be on that bus, and, and they love to interact with the team. And I've, you know, fortunately have so many great teams that I've been able to coach that, that makes it fun for them. I won't lie, it's way more difficult. It, it, it is much easier when uh, when I'm flying solo to concentrate on film and practice and all that stuff. But uh, we do always say for us that volleyball is just a small part of the big picture and uh you know we want to we want to be wholesome as as we train our athletes and keep all of our uh, our family around too is, is part of that wholesomeness so definitely being in the big 12 i, I love how our schedule uh, allows us to have the sundays off when we're when we were playing wednesday saturday and uh that that also strengthens the family it's it's an important time for me to reconnect if i have been on the road for both road trips and then, uh, <clears throat> you know, at Baylor specifically is, is definitely designed in, in family first as well. So I'm, I'm blessed to work at that type of university. I think uh, one last story is, is I was just kind of tested really early, but uh, my firstborn son was born during the national championship, uh, which I missed. So I was uh, coaching men at the time and, uh, 3:30 a.m. You know, I didn't have the smart. I had a cell phone, but not a smartphone. Hotel phone rings, and and my wife's uh, having contractions, and tells me she's headed headed to the hospital. So I'm. Uh, it was the NAI school, so no assistant coaches. I wake up the SID and kind of type out a letter to the team. I wake up the team captain and give them a game plan and say you're in charge. Uh, I go to the airport, and I'm just running kiosk to kiosk, trying to find the first flight back to California. I was in Wichita, Kansas, is where the championships were being held. And uh, a long story short, um, my wife gave birth to my firstborn son, and our men won a national championship, so kind of all at the same time. I, I tried to coach over the cell phone, but the nurses were giving me these dirty looks when, when my wife was huffing and puffing and pushing, and as, as a newborn father, you, you um, as a father of a newborn, excuse me, you know, you know what it's like in that kind of atmosphere. So I finally just had to uh, hang up the phone and, and help the guys played it, played it out. And, and, you know, I, I don't ever have any regrets about that. And I think as much as I am gone with the recruiting and coaching, my children, specifically my firstborn realizes and knows that, that, that he is always more important to me in that. So. That's a fantastic story. That is, that is absolutely great. That uh, I love that on the phone. <laughs> I know, I know the dirty looks nurses can give if you're not doing the right thing. Um, and it's not a, it's not a, like a, <laughs> it's like a, Oh, um, all right. All right. I'll, I'll stop. It was exactly that. I was getting the updates and, and kind of, they would call me a timeout to kind of tell me what was going on, but, you know, I had a mature team. That the, the captain was, uh, he was like a Rudy type guy. So, uh, you know, didn't play much, but poured his heart and soul. He was actually already married and had a child of his own. It was just his dream to play college volleyball. He literally cried when I told him he'd make the team. And, um, you know, so he, he got to kind of call the shots. He'd sub himself in to serve and and do some things maybe a little more, but a uh, great story. I, I mean, we that same team, we got to the finals the next year, and I was crazy nervous because I was like, man, if they could win it without me, I'm just going to screw it up being here. So it's, 
it was more stressful being there the second time knowing they could do it without me. So sometimes as coaches, we uh, uh, make ourselves more important than we really are. And uh, I think I learned a good lesson too, that it just, you know, it comes from the team and, and uh, good coaches make their job obsolete. They know how to learn and play and rely upon one another. So let's kind of mix things up here for a minute. Matt Brown, who is the author of the amazing Extra Points newsletter, if you are not subscribed, whether paid or unpaid, you're doing yourself a disservice. He's been on our show a few times. Really love the work that Matt Brown does. Uh, but one of the fun things about Matt Brown during uh, this whole pandemic, Matt Brown used to be a teacher, and he's been in charge of the uh, at-home education for his kids. So I really wanted to know uh, some advice for someone. I, I My kid's obviously not old enough to be worrying about higher learning at home beyond just stacking blocks and, and coloring. Um, I really want to know what life was like for him as someone who had to take on the role of being his kid's educator. Okay, so I, I feel like the, the biggest thing that I learned here is that you have to radically recalibrate your expectations. Like when, when quarantine started in late March, and I'm like, look, I used to be an elementary school teacher. I've got all these great lesson plans, I'm, and we're gonna have lots of structure, and we're gonna assess you know, the, the learning what's going on here. And I tried to follow to a T exactly what Chicago Public Schools presented and everything, and man, that worked for like two days. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and little kids don't have the emotional vocabulary, I think, to really express when they're stressed or when they're afraid or when other, these other things are going on here. But you, you just can't assume that you can just plug on like everything's normal. So I have learned to become a lot more flexible. I've changed my expectations for what is going to be, what can be accomplished, what learning is going to look like. And now, you know, heading into the deep end of the summer, I think we're still doing educationally enriching things, but like the idea that we're going to be able to just do like the 10 worksheets and the same kind of routine and schedule that they had beforehand, like that's just not happening. Got to be flexible. So for our last two, I kind of grouped these together for a reason. These are the two I felt most kind of sports e as far as advice goes from, from our last two individuals. First up is Chris Young. He's the head coach of the Oklahoma State women's tennis program. He's also kind of over tennis at Oklahoma State um, overall. I really enjoyed talking with him. I've talked with him on the Cowboys Ride for Free podcast a few times. Great guest. And, and his really leans into, I, I have been wary enough of the parents who have very high sports expectations of their children. Um, and while I want my kids to play and, and if they like that, you know, compete and, and, and achieve well, and, you know, every parent would love to see their kid playing a D one sport. Um, but I, I think his advice as far as being a sports parent and, and expectations is, is one we should all really take to heart. Oh man, I've learned, learned a lot. Um, you know, I think biggest thing is, um, you know, kids should be able in sports just to have fun. I think that so many times as parents, you know, we, we want our kids to have success and we want them to experience things that maybe we got to experience or things that we didn't get to experience. And we obviously ultimately want the best for our, our children. Um, but sometimes, you know, we put undue pressure on them for success instead of just really enjoying sports for what it is. And that's, you know, all the valuable lessons that can come through sports, but just 
the joy of, of competing and playing a sport and, and letting development happen at the natural course of time. And, uh, you know, I think that's the most important thing for, for kids. I've talked to a lot of successful athletes and, you know, a lot of kids that had success, sure, they were driven by, by parents, but there was, there's a lot of kids that the parents just, uh, you know, at the end of a, a competition, ask them, you know, did you have fun and what did you learn? And, and really took that approach, take the pressure off the results and just allow it to be part of the process and just the enjoyment of playing sports for what it is. Um, so I think that's most importantly, I think, you know, as a parent, I try to now with my kids just um, enjoy the role of being a supportive parent and not the critical parent, not watching for, for every mistake that may come up, but just trying to uh, to be there to support and, and hopefully give them every opportunity they can to compete and have fun in the process. And I think when kids do that and they play for the joy of the sport, uh, they tend to have more success as well. It feels like with a lot of these kids, like you can get drive from your parents, but it's really about them. They have to have the drive themselves. Like no matter what the parents want, like that that can play into it. But if if they don't have it themselves, it, it's it's not going to matter. Yeah, that's right. And you know, coaching an individual sport like I do with tennis, you know, there's a lot of parents that also are the coaches, or at least they're taking their kids to um, you know to the competitions. And so a lot of times the parent is very, very involved. And, you know, the kid at, at some point has to want it because then when they get to the collegiate level, you know, we don't want a kid that's burnt out because they've been pushed so hard and they've only done it to live up to expectations of the parent or live up to, you know, the, the goals that a parent has for them to satisfy them, but their heart's really not in it. Um, you know, you want kids to do it for the right reasons and, and give them enjoyment and, and find their passion. I think that also leads into you know, kids not uh, specializing as early. I think we've gotten into a time where kids specialize more and more, and maybe they begin to specialize in an early age in a sport that maybe isn't their their gift. You know, maybe it isn't their the sport that they're best at. And I think kids being able to try things and see where it goes. You know, I picked up tennis a little bit later in life. I, I played football, basketball, baseball, some of those things earlier and I got an injury and as part of kind of some of my recovery I was out on the tennis court and doing some things and was able to kind of pick it up and had I specialized in one sport over the other and not had an open mind to try it I wouldn't have been in the place that I am today and I'm very blessed to be able to have uh, the sport of tennis in my life and so I would just encourage that as well as let kids find their passion let them try as many things and and, and you know often being able to to fail a little bit you know just because they don't pick up on something right away or they don't have immediate success doesn't mean they can't be good at it in the future. And last but far from least, Desiree Ford, who's the mother of sophomore defensive end Trace Ford at Oklahoma State. And she offered less of specific pieces of advice and more just a conversation about what her and her husband do. And especially balancing having five kids who play sports and and handling that. How do you make every kid feel important? How do you do that with that many kids? I mean, I'm, I've got two daughters. I expect both to play sports. I'm, I'm, how do I balance two kids? They have five. And it's, I really appreciate this conversation. And I feel like this is a, a really good note to end this on. Um, everybody who's wanted the opportunity to, to play at like a high level, we've allowed them to. Um, so as far as, so I don't feel like anybody feels like they're neglected because everybody gets kind of like an equal amount of, 
attention and, and stuff like that. Um, but as far as how do we manage, um, it's just, it's, it's very tricky. Um, you know, sometimes like, like with my girls, like sometimes there'll be, you know, three different tournaments going on at the same time. And a lot of times it'll be like local in the Oklahoma city area. Like there'll be someone playing at, you know, in more and another person playing in Choctaw and another person playing in Chickasha or something like that. And if, if, I'm off work, you know, then it's my, me and my husband just kind of, you know, kind of going from place to place, um, trying to, you know, see as much as we can every once in a while, like the older kids will have to, you know, stay with a, with, you know, at the ball fields with a friend or something like that. And we might not, we may not be able to see that, see that game or something like that, but, you know, we just do the best as we can to, you know, to, to kind of spread the attention around. And, um, also we have, uh, you know, my, my husband has a daughter that's 23, 24, and she likes to spend a lot of time watching them play ball. My mom likes to watch them play ball and stuff like that. So a lot of times we will, like, get get their help and use them, you know, to show support and also, you know, help manage the logistics and stuff like that of getting everywhere, everybody where they need to go. Okay, so I'm curious then, you know, for you guys, was there a, a moment – when you guys decided we're we're all in, like we're all in, if all the kids are going to play sports, if all five of them, five kids, man, uh, are going to play sports and, and, and want to compete, it, that we are all in. That was, was there a conversation? Was there a moment that, that that was a decision made? Or was that something that just kind of happened organically? It just, it just was. I think things just happen. I mean, I think that's just my personality of my husband and I. Like we've never been like huge – planners or anything everything like everything has just been kind of like we just allow things to happen as they happen you know we've never I I know what you're talking about like some people like oh we can't you know I've heard other people say you know we can't afford the time or whatever to invest in this or that and they'll they'll limit what what they let what they let their kids do but we've just been like hey you know as long as we are able to keep it keep it going we will and you know fortunately our kids have been, you know, we've been blessed, you know, to have, have kids that, you know, really just like to go out there and compete and they have fun the whole time. Like we, we don't, we don't force anybody to play or whatever, you know I mean? They just do it because they want to. And so it's, since they're having fun, we have fun, you know, watching them have fun. It just has all worked out for us. So let me say thank you to everybody who participated in this and, and donated some of their time to me, Blaze Bryant, Gerald Goodridge, uh, Coach Peebley, Ari Temkin, Coach Steyer, Russ Stang, Coach McGuire, Matt Brown, Chris Young, uh, Coach Chris Young, and Desiree Ford. Um, thank you to all of you. I really appreciate it. I I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, some of this I'm going to be able to use, some of it I won't, but I really hope that there's something here that everyone will be able to take away and, and learn from, especially if you, whether you were a, a first-time parent, have multiple kids, uh, have the first one on the way, or are still planning to have children. Um, this is just a fun thing. I really enjoyed it. And thank you to everybody. I hope you guys like this. Uh, again, we'll be back on Thursday, which should be more than something more sports-specific. Um, but on that note, uh, enjoy your week, folks.
Social Podcast Network.